Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the BTE Podcast. I'm your host Kai, and I'm joined with my co-host, uh, Mercon, or Toby. <laughs> we all, uh, have a special guest on our podcast today. We have Ollie from Plunkett Bladeworks. Say hi, Ollie. Hey, how's it, guys? So, um, I think Merc and I both have some of um, Ollie's work that we're going to talk about a bit. And so, um, we're really excited to have him on the podcast. He's a really cool maker from South Africa. And uh, we're going to pick his brain a little bit, ask him what he thinks about uh, all, all knife-related things today. So, um, real quick before we begin, um, what are we carrying today in our pockets? Uh, Merc, do you want to go first? Uh, unsurprisingly, I am carrying my brand new Plunkett front flipper. Uh, it's got purple fat carbon and is in magnet cut, and it is absolutely incredible. Um, I've had a Plunkett before in the past. It was an older model that was um, a liner lock and just regular carbon fiber, and this is just a newer one. And it is it is absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah, super super stoked. Um, you know, I always love carrying the knife from uh, one of the people we're interviewing, so it's. It's a good day for me. Uh, Kai, what you got with you? Ah, uh, on my table, I also have a Plunkett Bladeworks uh, knife. Um, I have a Warney, a three, what, 3.5 inch Warney, I think. Yeah, 3.5 inch Warney um, that I brought to Australia after my move. It's in uh, copper snakeskin, I think. And yeah, it's one of my like favorite workhorse knives. I think I've used it to like pack uh, open like a like basically all of my stuff when I moved. Um, and yeah, like it's been holding up an edge okay. It's like drops really nicely. Magnet cut's great. Um, and yeah, Ollie, are you carrying anything or? Oh wait, it's uh, like nighttime there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually only it's afternoon. I actually today I have like an obsession with like automatic knives, but you know, so I love oh, my uh, my protect. That I got. So I got oh, nice. Like, so I always keep this thing because I just, I like it. It's tiny and yeah. And it's fun. It really, like, when you press that button, it really, like, kicks them, like, and pretty hard. Eh? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. What, uh, what ProTech is it? It is the Runt, the tiny little, I think it's the California Legal nice. one. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, like I really a, like, like it, actually. Like, um, there's another guy, a local guy, and I kind of trade in my knives for. Automatic knives. So I've got another massive, oh, that's sick. a massive <laughs> automatic project, but it's a bit too big for. It's yeah, it's fun, but I don't really care it too much. That's so cool. Um, I guess Damn. we'll kind of end up talking about that um, with the knife laws <laughs> later. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's the most um, compliant. Uh, most compliant, knife? yeah, automatic knife I could possibly think of. Yeah, I think that you, maybe you'd like have to try it pretty like, hard to hurt someone with this. I mean, it's like, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love my yeah, out the side automatics. Yeah, I really always meant to get like that one or like a Kershaw Launch Four, just because you know they are the California oh, legal ones. ones. Yeah, yeah and I, I live in California, so you know that's like the best option. But just haven't gotten around to it. But since they've got the runt and Magna Cut now, that is oh, that is so definitely good. appealing. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, tiny knives are fun. Uh, oh yeah, I always find them really. I don't know. They're so they're so practical. Well, most of the time, at least. Oh yeah. So, so do we have any new knives coming in, Merc? You're the one with new yeah. knives coming in all the time. Yeah, because I'm just the problem uh, child here. Um, I have an addiction. What can I say? 
Yeah, so <laughs> uh, in the in the past, I think it's been a few weeks since we uh, did an episode. Uh, obviously, got the Plunkett in. Um, I got a new Roosevelt because uh, there was a uh, a first come first cur- first serve drop, so I picked up number two thousand one. Uh, I got a Knife Standards RR Station, which is a really cool knife that I got on a pre order. Uh, that's Vanex, made by Knife Standards. I actually already sold it. Um, it was just way too big for me, but really, really cool knife. Really cool stuff from Knife Standards. I uh, picked up a Mini Arius, which is, uh, despite what some people are saying, I think it's a fantastic size. I've seen a lot of people being upset about the size online. I have medium hands. I don't know. I like it. Uh, got a Paramilitary 3. I also got a gigantic plastic spork. Um which I'll probably send a picture of in the Discord. It's like eight inches long. I sent a, a picture Jesus in the host Christ. Discord. Yeah, um, I was helping my buddy pick up a, uh, a VECP on DLT, and I added one of these to my cart to help speed along the process, and now I've got a $3 gigantic spork. So um, probably my favorite how much, acquisition. How much is the giant spork again? Uh, it was about $3. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is made oh, in God. Sweden. So the fact that this made it from Sweden to my hand in San Diego for $3, I think, is just absolutely fantastic. Good God. Yeah. Um, uh, what about this you, reminds guy? me. I think that's uh, what, what a segue being really what about. didn't he buy this week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a fair. lot of stuff, dude. <laughs> Hey, it's been, well, so some of the stuff, you know, like the, the the RR station was a pre-order. The Roosevelt, I mean, you can never not buy a Roosevelt given the option, or at least I can't. What Roosevelt <laughs> are you on? Like, what number is this for you? Because so, like, I know you've had so many. This is probably like the 12th that's come through. I'm Jesus only keep, Christ, I'm only dude. keeping five. I'm, and I'm only going to maintain having five. There's one that I'm selling to a buddy of mine just for, for a table because I'm not a dick. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just keep the, the ones that come through, collect all the milling patterns, you know, good God, dude, <laughs> gotta collect them all at this point. Yeah. Well, the mini areas is also a knife that I've been waiting for desperately for, I mean, since I first had an areas. Um, so I'm going to probably chop the flipper tab off this one, do like a DLC coat and something like that. But yeah, and then you know the well, plunket was. What's uh, up with the PM3? Then it's just kind of there. Oh, that was that was a, a really really good deal on Knife Swap where it's the AWT scales in S90V, um, for like 150 bucks, and I was like, well, good God, it's a good deal. You know, I I haven't tried a PM3 in a long time. It's got a one of the milled clips, and so I snagged it. Figured I'd try it out for a little bit and then move it along. So. Jesus. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. And the big spork as well. The <laughs> highlight of your acquisition. Oh, the this big spork the high- Technically, I also have a Vec P, but it's, it's for Witty. So that, that's another one that, that came okay. in. <laughs> yeah. Just getting it for so, someone To else. match mine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ollie, <laughs> do you have anything new? Anything new you're working on? Like any orders or um, any new knives coming or anything? Yeah, actually, I've. Um, I have a local guy called Mark Mustard. Um, from like up, up from us, he he makes a lot of kitchen knives, and he sent me a whole bunch of like Q mine quite a long time ago. Just a simple like um, stainless jacket, two bits of copper, and then he sent me two cores. Yep. One has a I can't remember the carbon steel, and then one has a stainless. But the stainless, I'm not sure what it was, but I haven't used it because it doesn't harden too well because of how like if you heat treat it properly, the copper will just melt. So yeah, yeah, I bought myself a knife for that, and then there's another guy who 
a local guy who um, I'm building that one for. And uh, I'm also building the, the carbon one, funny enough. But also, I've got a whole bunch of, like, um, not quite... I don't think you can call it Damascus. I think that's trademark, but like a titanium Damascus. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of that in, and I'm really keen to use that. I just haven't had the time to. I've actually got a really, like, an interesting one. I did a... I had an off-cut of Damascus. I think it was Damasteel? Yeah, Damasteel. Ooh, nice. Um, oh, nice. But it wasn't big enough for a normal knife, but I, I used it a while ago. I didn't, wanna, didn't have the heart to, like, just ditch it, so... I um I kept it. And I actually did like a three-inch liner lock out of it with like a purple camo carbon liner lock, um, oversized Tamascus cool. collars, Tamascus thumb stud, and it'll have a Tamascus clip. So it'll be like the first kind of half fancy knife I've done. Um, oh, you have to send photos to us. That's that sounds, yeah, that incredible. sounds incredibly nice. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. So that one, it's heat treated, ready to go. I've just been waiting to get. I've got a couple, two standard magna cut I want to do that I just need to get to heat treatment before I can play around with the fun stuff. Yeah, right. Um, oh, man, I have so many questions just for the for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. But we'll, we'll get up to our questions like a little bit later. Um, for me, I have a chef knife coming in as well. Um, it's from this guy called, this guy from Germany called Kurt Glatt that I found on Reddit. He said he was like, a new maker and this was like the second knife he's ever made or something uh, i sent it to the discord if you guys want to take a look but it's uh in apex ultra and uh Ooh, i'm very oh, excited to try wow. it bro this is the oh. third knife he's ever made he's like oh, i'm not much of a knife maker i'm an i'm a machinist and like i just had Holy some experience like crap. bro what the hell and like he forged his own steel as well bro that's that insane. incredible is that is that an inch yeah, of looks, black ball or has it got like a little black ball on? yeah yeah that is incredible. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Damn. So wow. he, that that's forged uh, in house Damascus. Uh yes, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, what is Apex Ultra? Also, I'm not super familiar with that steel. Oh, uh, okay. So basically, Laren Thomas, the guy who made Magna Cut, yeah. for those oh, of you yeah. who don't know, uh, he made a carbon version of Magna Cut, uh, which is yeah. So like. Uh, hardens slightly harder than Magna Cut, if I'm not wrong, has at least the same amount of toughness, just uh, a carbon version so that it can be forged. Um, it's also like really easy to forge. So um, it's not super big yet. It's like mainly in Europe at the moment. Okay. Because uh, the, the, one of the inventors was from like, I don't know, like Switzerland or some shit like that. Um, so it's like the forgeable version of, of Magna Cut basically. Damn. Uh, and I think you can get a hamon out of it if I'm not wrong. I'm not I'm not too sure on that though. Um would be cool if you could, but that might just be like cladding I've seen. So yeah, very interesting stuff. I'm kinda interested to try this one out. 68 HRC. Um really cool chef's knife at like That is super hard too. Damn. Yeah, good god. It's supposed to be like really it's supposed to be really uh what's it? Like uh really tough and quite stable as well so very interesting yeah, i'd believe i mean everything laren thomas has been doing when it comes to steel design is really incredible yeah um, I, cool. I, yeah i didn't know that he'd done a carbon magna cut equivalent that, that's damn yeah it's been a while but 
Um, That's cool. Hoping it comes out. That I know one of the only other places you can get it is in Australia, because we have like <laughs> one single guy who imported a bunch from Europe and was just like, "Oh, it, we we got some now, I guess." And um, yeah, I might try to get my hands on some. I don't know, and then like cut it down. We'll see. You though. definitely should, and then you can make a yeah, knife for me, sick, and I'd be very dude. excited. Sounds sick. All right. Yep. Uh, let's move on. Merck, cool. do you want to read the emails? We have one single email from our boy, Johnny Nono. Yes, we have a, a, an email from Johnny Nono. Johnny Nono has a lot of feelings in this email. Um, and Johnny Nono, we hear you and understand your feelings. He says, uh, what up, guys? Not so much an email with questions, but more of a goddamn rant. I am sick of all these fucking drops, fucking tired of setting reminders, getting through website for website, setting an alarm clock for times. Just take a pre-order for shit, and I'd gladly play a full price for something i want um yeah i yep nope drop drops can be a rough time um i know a lot of makers do drops or pre-orders or lottos and just a whole variety and we, we can talk about that a little more and then his uh, his actual question though is um what do you guys think of some of those new folding daggers i was never much a fan of daggers but i really love the way the wee diatomic looks I might just break down and get one in a few months. Love, hugs and kisses, Johnny, sent from my iPhone. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know, Kai. What do you what do you think about drops and that kind of stuff? Ah, uh, well, you see, I live on the other side of the planet, so every time there's a drop, I need to set my alarm for like some godforsaken hour, like three or four a.m., and then <laughs> I need to get up out of bed. Um, walk over to my computer half asleep press like a couple buttons and then hope that uh when i wake up i have an email that says i scored something so understandably i fucking hate drops uh <laughs> like especially if it's just for a production knife it's it's awful in my opinion because uh i think it just drives a lot of hype culture but nope. if it's for i don't know like maybe a maker that i really really like and um they're having you know, first come, first serve, book spots or something. Maybe. Even then, it's like a huge maybe. Like, it, w- it would take, like, a very specific build for me to to want to get up at a godforsaken hour. Like, we're recording this now. It's 12.40 a.m. for me. <laughs> um, so, like, that's fine. But, you know, I enjoy being here. So, but for drops for production knives, that's, like, godforsaken, in my opinion. Like, I don't know why they exist. But, yeah. Yep. Ollie, what about you? Do you ever try to get in on, on knife drops from any makers? No, I can't say I've ever tried, eh? So, I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I know for me personally, um, I've definitely gotten lucky on a lot of first-come, first-serve drops, um, which mainly has been for Roosevelt. I'll be perfectly honest about that, as I think everyone who is here knows. Um I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I think I prefer first come, first serve to lottos just because I'm selfish and have fast internet. Um, I really prefer book spots and, you know, being able to do customization kind of stuff. But, you know, I do understand why some makers have shifted just doing maker's choice. I, I love buyer's choice, though. I, I really like, like when I was working with Ollie on this knife, I, I think it's so fun to be able to, like, actually pick and choose what goes into what you're getting. Um but yeah, drops are a drops are a bummer. Uh, how about how about folding daggers though? The the wee diatomic is the one that Johnny Nono mentioned. Um, I know I know for me at least I can't carry anything double edged in California, and 
with the Wii Diatomic, the fact that it is uh, tip-down only makes me sad, and I would never buy it because of that. Um, so that's where I'm at, at least. Um, I've seen a dagger at least, let's start, a total of once in my life. Like, uh, well, twice. Uh, one one was like a really shitty one that I made with like a, an asymmetrical <laughs> grind. But I've seen a proper dagger at least uh, a total of once in my entire life. And it was in a tiny little store. Because everywhere I've gone so far, daggers are illegal. So uh, the one time I saw one was when I went to a store. And the guy had it on the counter and was selling it. And I, I just said, don't you need a license for that? Like, it's double-edged. <laughs> like, sh- surely surely you're aware this is a dagger, right? And then he, he was just like, oh, oh shit, neat. And then <laughs> proceeded to put it back in the box and put it under the table. And I'm pretty sure he proceeded to, like, pull it out and then sell it afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. Because the next week I was there, it was, it was back. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Um, that was the only time I've ever seen a dagger, though. Folding <laughs> daggers are scary. Yeah. 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 Like, well, how would you close it without... I don't know. Surely there's a way to do it, but I don't know. Yep. I mean, just looking at oh, it, have you ever, it looks like... pretty cool. I mean, I would, I would rock it, but... It... Yeah, it looks a bit impractical. I've always wanted, I mean, oh, not quite sure. a balding. I would love a, I'm actually going to probably make one as a, another barley, and it has to be a dagger. But I just think they're just so, Ooh. they're just so terrifying, to tell you the truth. And that's probably what makes them so cool. Yeah. And going back yeah, to the exactly. typos, you say we're not allowed daggers here. I can see, well, they're sold out now, but I'm looking on the website. They were readily available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I know yeah. some really good custom makers in South Africa as well that specialize in daggers and swords, so I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, there are a lot of makers who make fantastic, like, really, really, really good, like, fixed play kind of stuff. A lot of hunters. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to have a, a double-edged knife like that, like a dagger kind of grind, it makes a lot of sense for a fixed blade. And then I had a, uh, a G&G Hawk deadlock, um like a year or so ago. And that was also Ooh, dagger ground. It. And when it's an, when it's an OTF, you know, then you're never getting your hand near the blade when you're closing it. Um, but I do think you do kind of sacrifice cutting edge or, um, or grind thickness with a double edge. Cause you are meeting in the middle of the knife. You can't do like a full flat ground dagger. Uh, yeah. so you, you do, you do lose out a little bit. Um, but they are really cool. I mean, I, I'll definitely, agree on that one they are really cool and like the the sharp by design arch nemesis is just a thing of beauty yeah there's some like really cool folding daggers but even then i i feel like there's no real practical aspect to it um it's kind of is i mean some of the stuff though you know when it looks cool it looks cool you know yeah yeah for sure it's (laughs) the rule of cool right you just like oh yeah just looks sick and then you pay like a thousand, two thousand dollars for it lives in your yeah, pocket, lives in your safe forever, <laughs> never cuts anything. Yeah, that's Ollie, it. have you ever tried to make a dagger? Uh, no, no, I haven't actually. The grind well, time to start, but um, yeah, no, I think I must. I think actually to get into the guild here, one of the requirements is actually a dagger grind. So, oh, that's so cool, really. Yeah, because it's so hard, like to keep the grind symmetrical, and then like you have yeah. to, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised and, it's a guild requirement. That's crazy. I'm not surprised, man. Like, um, the fixed blade game 
the fixed blade the fixed blade game like uh in Australia and in South Africa is like really really high. Um, oh okay. Yeah yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised because to do that that's pretty impressive, especially if it's forged, because you need to keep everything symmetrical. So. Oh, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. Yeah. So let's see. What news do we have? Uh, Ollie, random question. Do you keep up with like production companies like Spyderco and stuff like that? Not really, to tell you the truth. Yeah, no, not, yeah, not fair too. enough. There's so much going on. Uh, the only piece of news we kind of had for the past couple weeks is Spyderco discontinuing a bunch of stuff and uh, just doing a quick search through. The one I'm really the, sad about is the Chaparral uh, Sun yep. and Moon for me. And then oh, there's also yeah. the, the... And the Watu. carbon fiber version. And yeah, the, the, the uh, Paison. So uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. All, all our all our favorite Spyderco's um, yep. who are now going to be oh. replaced with uh, something new. Yeah, preferably. I guess the other the other relevant-ish news was that Spyderco did the factory second sale and their uh, the servers. mystery box. <laughs> well, also the their servers box. couldn't handle it, but they did do oh, mystery gosh. boxes, so they Love did it. that too. <laughs> God bless Spyderco. R.I.P. All, all right. right. Cool. Let's get into the juicy stuff. Let's uh, begin our interview with Ollie. Mark, um, you go first. Yeah, totally. So um, welcome again. I guess, you know, just kind of starting everything off, you know, how how did you get into knives? I mean, how did you become a knife maker? Well, I think I always just like to make things. And I think knife making was like the only thing that I stuck to that, like you made one and it was pretty shit. Then you made another one. And it was actually even worse, to tell you the truth. Then I made like a lot more, and suddenly they started to get a bit better. And then I like I really wanted a folding knife. I was like, well, I'm gonna make one then. And I remember buying a, yeah, I think I begged my mom to use her credit card. I'm like, can I buy some titanium? It came from like Georgia, but oh, that's crazy. I was like, sure. And she bought me like a three dollar piece of titanium and it arrived, and I was so excited. And then I did what like almost every South African does is I anodized the purple. Because, I mean, how cool is that, right? <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, so I, how I started was I saw a little cafe down the road and I saw the guy bought like a, a chef's knife from a maker. And I checked his Instagram and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I'm sure I could do that. And, um, yeah, a few years later, we're still, still here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. And how? Yeah. So how long ago was it that you started making knives? I think I probably made my first like what you could call a knife in like 2013. I'd say. Yeah, I think yeah, 2013. I was still at school, and then I think I started to make a folder. It was probably like 2015. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good. And then, yeah, I think like a few years ago, I met a guy called a local collector who actually helped me a lot. And he showed me like a whole range of customs. Like I remember the first knife he showed me was a Peter Resenti, like a custom made integral. Oh, Resenti. Oh, God. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, my goodness. Now, this is now the standard of all custom knives. You know? So I've got a dog attacking me here. Check it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can hear the pause. The knife making assistant. Yeah. So um, that then I was like, wow, this is the new standard. And from then I only did like washes. And then I was like, no, now I have to be on. Or I have to do a few on bearings. And um, okay. Yeah. And then that's I think that's when like the quality and so they're like the just the overall standard definitely jumps from there. Being able to see so many different. Um, like exclusive knives I've never had the um, ability to see before and now seeing like wow this is how it's done this is how it should feel this is how it should you know lock up yeah. detent all that stuff so that was definitely a game changer oh yeah but it's it's also really impressive the fact that you know some people kind of like okay Merck and I collect a bunch of knives obviously merc a lot more than i do <laughs> but i swear to god if you asked either of us to make something of the caliber that you've made like a, fo a folding knife of that caliber like we'd be hard fucking pressed so like the like, first folding so knives i made like the first frame locks like i'd never even yeah. seen a frame lock before if that makes sense oh, dang. Like, so like i just like wow yeah so like um gareth bull had a there was quite a cool forum, you know, when forums were quite big. They all kind of just died. Um, Gareth Bull had a fantastic um, tutorial on how to make a liner lock. And I uh, pretty really? much, yeah, it was, it was just detailed and incredible. And I pretty much use the basis of that to this day. Although it's been, obviously, you learn that, you know, you, you, you take that and you make it your own. And, um, right. yeah, so like, that was pretty much how... I've started. That's oh, that's really interesting because, oh wow, like really back in the day then, because like, I can't imagine. I don't know. Gareth is like very kind of hit or miss now because he kind of he's a polarizing figure. Yeah. Yeah, he fades in and out of existence as well. <laughs> like he's really active sometimes, and other times like he's unreachable. But yeah, I think this. Um, I can't remember what. I'll actually um. Let me just check. It was like in the heyday of like online forums, you know, like every country had like oh, a nice forum. And unfortunately, yeah. like this African one was pretty cool, but it just, um, you know, died away. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Like, I, I feel like having a good knife making forum would be so interesting. Like, the closest thing we kind of have now is Reddit, but Reddit's not the most conducive place because um, someone will make like a railroad spike and then it'll be one person giving constructive feedback and the rest are just like, stop. Just stop making oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, which is, I don't know, it's so sad. Like, modern modern forums are a plague to humanity. Um, so the fact that Gareth freaking Bull was, you know, one of the, the inspirations for you, I think that's super cool. Like, that's, that's uh, really interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Um... Okay, so talk a bit about your collection or like your your own experiences like looking at knives and stuff. I know you mentioned um, meeting up with like a collector before, but what about you yourself? Like, are you would you consider yourself a collector or no? You know, I'm definitely not a collector. A user, yes, but not a collector. I've got a couple. Like as I said, the automatic knives really interest me. So I've got a few Protex. I've got the Runt and the bigger. One. I can't remember the name of the bigger one. And obviously. Uh, I love a good OTF, so I've got a Microtech, and um, I got a couple of mine, I got a Wani, which I love, and I, that's pretty much the one I use the most, um, yeah. 
Super. Nice. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, to, to tell you the truth, like, if you're going to say, oh, spend $600 on a knife, but I'd rather buy another fishing reel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess that kind of comes into, to, you know, were your own designs based on, based on any other mm. knives, or was it just something you came up with on your own? Because you, you do have a very... Uh, distinct style. Yeah, very kind distinct. Of. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like even um, the the harpoon style and the Warncliffe, it's very, uh, it's very you. It's like quite aggressive, but also like very utilitarian, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know how else to describe it. So like, it just flows really well. Initially, start like I used uh, like a piece of paper and like I think it was like wet, like you know, the kind of see through, and I kind of just designed it like that, but it was. I remember, if I remember back, it was kind of more based off a fixed blade, um, like the, yeah, right. you okay. know, okay, like yeah, the bottom's got like the, like the finger area. Yeah, 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 that speaks over like that natural kind of flow. And I always thought like that yeah, was pretty yeah. cool, like it fitted in your hand pretty, pretty well. Um, and then that's just kind of been an evolution of that same knife over the last, how many years, like eight years or so. Um, huh. Oh. So like a, yeah, earlier on like a lot of the edges were like quite sharp and stuff. Where now I try to make everything more round or the corners off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love like contouring, like just a simple contour. Just yeah, just try take things away, make it more simple if that makes sense, rather than like adding stuff. And I know I say that because it's got like a harpoon, which makes no sense to absolutely anything or anyone. <laughs> so, but yeah, it looks cool. That's that's but what people, sits about. people it like it. Neat. So yeah. like, people always ask for. Yeah, it. it's sick. And like, I always like, yeah, people always want a harpoon or they want to want. Like, I made a wani and everyone suddenly wanted a wani. I was like, why? But yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that. So, how much of your design? Okay, what's your favorite build or like blade shape or material to work with then? Because you know, you, you say well, you make the warnies because people people like it. No, but what do you see, like? Then I made myself one, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, but ah, okay, there, there, there it is. Okay, but um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I have a favorite blade shape, but I'm very like very of a gray person. So, like, I just like no pivot color, just. Yeah, blasted full titanium, hand satin, okay. just pretty much like the one you have, just full TI, blasted hand nice. satin wani. Just okay. So is that kind of like the? Um, that's what I like to like build. The mini... just, it, that's what I like to build. My favorite knife, or yeah. Nice. Okay, because I know you you've done those uh, the the mini plunkets recently, the uh, like the two point seven inch ones that are yeah, those yeah. Were, straight tight. Yeah, couldn't believe what a hit those were. It's like um, <laughs> that uh, Georgia AMX had like a thinner bit on. I can't remember the thickness, three point two mil. I can't remember in in inches, but it was on sale, so I just bought it and I sent it to the water jet guy and I was, hey, do me a favor, can you just like scale that knife that you normally cut? Can you just make it fit on this piece? And that's how the size pretty much came, and I had it for a while. That's crazy. And I had no, dis- yeah. I had no intention of like making them for, for to make them available. And um, I made one for for a friend of mine, 
just he helped me out with something. So this was to say thank you. And um, yeah, I posted the picture and everyone was like, whoa, I need one of those. So, <laughs> and now they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, right. that sounds like a uh, success then. Yeah, well, sounds like, crazy success. only like maybe five or six. And I have a plan to, re, to kind of redo it, but do it but better. So the design was like, it was just a scaled down version of what I make and that doesn't quite work. So I'd like to um, obviously design around, make it, make sure you can put bearings. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jack, right. Yeah. No, make, make sure it's on bearings and just, just, just um, design it properly. So I'd like to do that. So just out of curiosity, uh, like on that subject, you know, does your, do you have a name for like the knife model that you do or do you just kind of call it like your standard knife? No, like I, I didn't name it because I'm such a bland person. I didn't know, like think of a name. I was like, oh, I don't want to make it lame, you know, so. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's okay. just, you can have a regular knife, a big knife, and now a micro knife. Micro, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, it makes sense to me. Like uh, every time I've seen someone sell your stuff, it's just like Plunkett Warney or Plunkett Harpoon. And yeah, like, yeah. People yeah. go like, "Oh, that's not a Wancliffe." I'm like, "Yeah, you're probably right too." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah. Um, what What's the origin of the the name Plunkett Blade Works? Is that just your uh, last name? Yes. Or? No, it's just like, just my middle name. Um, Oh yeah, just huh. it's just a family name. I think it was uh, Irish or something. I'm not sure. And um, oh. I think when I started, I was just looking for a name. I was like, "Well, oh, that's a random name. name." It is. Just, yeah, I'll just name there it. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So all the all like the mysterious questions have quite boring answers to them. Oh, that's okay. It's, it's, uh, no, that's it's actually really funny. Are... <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Because we've, we've had guests who kind of tell us a, a really long story about, you know, like certain things about, you know, like how their name means something. To, it's actually kind of refreshing to, to just have like a very black and white answer. Like it's a, it's kind of cool. It's my middle name. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big fan. Um, so why don't you tell us a bit about your process of uh, knife making? Like where do you... You, you talked about design and you talked about how it like begins at like on a piece of paper. Um, so where do you take it from there? Like you mentioned water jet cutting as well. Yeah. So, so talk about like sourcing stuff and then, like, yeah. Um, pretty much. So I'm just trying to get rid of this dog because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> All good. Yeah. We have a fourth guest. Yeah. No, he, he gets, he's a puppy and he gets very wound up and, and, <laughs> cats on the wooden floor and I'm sure he's really in the audio. So anyway, he's gone. Um, like almost, I would say most of it's done by hand. By So a lot of it, yeah. or not a lot of it, but the titanium, because it's such a mission to cut, I get cut on the water jet. But um, mm -hmm. I'm so bad at like um, CAD and kind of Autodesk and that kind of stuff that it's such a basic file that when it comes, it's got one hole and the lock cut. And then I pretty much okay. have to like um, um, grind the whole thing to the basic shape that I like. Um, and all the blades are cut by hand, drilled by hand, everything done by hand. Um, yeah, so 
I've got a mill, but definitely no CNC. And that's uh, almost every knife is unique as well. So like no two Wani's will look exactly the same. Um, huh. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's all basically hand tooled and then on the mill is it's just fully hand milled? Um, so the mill is pretty much just to uh, for the recess for the lock and um, the clips. And obviously to set to I use counter ball, counter ball the bearings, stuff like that. Right, but, um, right. But yeah, everything else is I just do on the grinder, all the contouring, all the um, you know, all the rough outlining, all that kind of stuff, all the stock removal. Yeah, right. So that's, I, that's I, really I cool. try it like it's yeah. yeah, it's besides for the water jet of the lock side, almost everything else is just done by hand. That's and it's definitely cool. not the best way to do it. Like I would, if I <laughs> if I could. I would get a lot more cut on the water jet because it would just make so much sense. Like, I mean, no one really cares if you cut the blade by hand because it makes no difference. Like, whether the blade is cut by hand right. or cut by water jet, like, yeah, if it's still put together by hand, it's pretty much handmade. So, um, yeah, no, totally. You have a crazy I, amount of consistency if that's the case. Like, yeah, that's God damn, super bro. impressive. Yeah, but if you do, like, if you do it enough, eventually you get like. <laughs> you get you, you know like I try to explain to someone that I, like when yeah when I set the detent I don't have a measurement like I just know that like just I move the, the blade and then that's where it goes and like why does it go there I don't know but I just know that's where I've done it so many times and it works. Yeah right. That's I do also love the the juxtaposition of this because our our last episode we had Rob Johnson's on uh, from yeah. Latvia and he's a a very CNC heavy design and, and maker. So it's really cool having the complete opposite kind of approach yeah. to design and talking about that. Both as well. great knives, you know, very oh, different. Yeah. Um, and in design as well. That's super Which I think cool. super neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's really I didn't know they were all handmade. That's super cool. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So it's actually cool. like hard to like convey about how handmade like they are actually. So like yes. even down to the hardware, it's all, I mean, obviously the pivot. Oh, damn. Oh, the pivots are, are, are like South African standard, yeah. Um, yeah. But like all the screws and stuff, they don't quite fit the way I want to. So I kind of turn them all down, make sure that they like flush and whatnot. So even that takes oh, quite a long wow. time. <laughs> Dang. That's so cool. I guess on that, you know, how much time do you typically end up spending per knife? Um, I've actually thought about that a lot and I actually don't know because I know that if I have something that I really want to do, I can do it pretty quickly. So like if I thought of a new design or like I really wanted to make that knife, I could probably rough it out in a day and in two days would be ready for heat treat. Um, but that's if that was like my main focus and then yep, a little like bit of speed, um, right? Yeah, just well, that's you just focus on it so much that it's all you ever want to do, or you just want to like see what it looks like. So you work really hard to to be able to like see the finished outcome. But um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say I do like on average probably four months is yeah, that's probably like oh dang, four a, months. Four no 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 four months four a month four. so probably like. One a week, ah, for a month. one so a, a week, a week. In, in, okay. in total. Oh, okay. okay. Still, 
Yeah. Do you uh, do you do the heat treat in house as well, or do you ship out for heat treat? No. So I send the the magna cut goes to a guy called Stefan Dedricks. Dedricks. Yeah. Up. Um, okay. In Kaoting Way, which is in a different province, but he does a very good okay. heat treatment for me. That's one thing. That's the next step is to bring, to bring that in house too because. Um, it just takes a lot of time. He does a very good job. I mean, outstanding. I mean, like the blades that get back is just really, really well done. Um, yeah. And they come out about sixty-three. I know some people like sixty-four and sixty-five, but I mean, <laughs> so people, yeah, they go, "Oh, it must be sixty-five," and I'm like, "Well, maybe." Fair enough. I, I pretty much can guarantee it. At speaking as a very average normal user of a knife, I cannot tell the difference between 63, 65, Yeah, absolutely not, 61. dude. Yeah. Like, I, cut, I cut open a like, fuck ton of boxes when I was moving. The knife was, like, it's dropped up fine. I, I don't know what one or two points of HRC would make a difference for because I was yeah. cutting a fuck ton of boxes, dude. Like, the only thing that kind of stopped it was tape getting on the blade. Um, yeah, that typically is it. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's a knife, you know. Um, yeah, I know and, 60, somewhere above 60 with Magna Cut, I know is good, and it works, yeah. and it'll stay sharp a long time, and that's enough for me. I think, oh, yeah. I think that because it has the ability that, that it will function very well at like 64, 65, and people think that that, that yeah. has to be the standard. But, um, I mean, obviously, I don't quite get to choose, and that's why I want to bring it in-house. Um, but he's been that very consistent. Sense, yeah. 63. Um, yeah. Also, like as I said, it takes it takes like, um, and obviously he's doing it. It's kind of I mean, it's more of a favor as well. So you don't want to be like, hey, where are my knives or whatever. Like trying to rush the dude. He's doing you a favor. So sometimes it takes like a week. Sometimes a week and a half. Well, not a week and a half. So yeah, a week and a half to get them back. Um, so okay, it's a lot of wasted time. <laughs> yeah for sure but I don't like yeah and then so when they go up to heat treat I try and do like um, other knives that aren't on order so I can just do as much as I can on them and then put them to the side and then when they, they come back um, yeah I can put all the focus back onto the knives I'm supposed to be making right mm. how many uh, how many people do you typically have kind of on your books or how, how long is your book list typically well I don't have a book but I have, my book is quite long, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> um, okay. So, like, I always say I don't keep a book, but I always end up having one. Right now, it's probably, I don't know, maybe 20 or so, um, which is very long when you consider that it takes, like, I can do, I only take four four months. So, um, I could probably it's do more. So I do put a few more in, like, here and there when I can and when I don't go fishing all day, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, do you have like a favorite knife that you've made? Just you know, thinking thinking back on the. Oh, definitely. You've yeah, you've made so much cool stuff. Like yeah. um, personally, but, uh, I really like the. But a lot of it ones. looks quite this uh, is just a repeat if that makes sense like a lot of it's pretty standard yeah right? i guess so but um I, so. I really i do enjoy the um the bolsters like what you got toby um which oh, is yeah. also completely milled by hand on my little mill in my workshop um <laughs> that, that takes quite a long time 
Um, but the, the, my favorite knife is very similar to that actually. It's exactly the same. It's got the purple fat carbon. And um, oh. I just think like the purple fat carbon is just so cool. Cause it's a lot more vivid it than a lot of the so other ones. Um, and it's got, I think it's also got a damaged steel blade. And I think that was, Ooh. yeah. Oh, what? Uh, what was, I made it quite a, quite a while ago. That's crazy. I didn't even know you made like dress builds. Yeah, oh, yeah I um, I just found a picture of it. The QMI ones are pretty cool. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it's a really, it's an Excel Tanker. Oh, dang. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've definitely seen this one. Yep. That's a really cool one. So, oh, another one yeah. that I'm actually doing now yeah. is going to be pretty cool. It's got. It's a pretty wild combination. So it's got a side cut um, canvas micarta as a bolster with a copper collar, and then that orange pearl laminated to a flat carbon. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, he's ruining the podcast. <laughs> no, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> God dang, another guest. <laughs> another Gotta bring the dogs on. Oh, dang, yeah, yeah, I've seen this. It was in, oh, dang, 2022. It's been a while, then. I've been following oh, yeah. you for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. That's so cool. So, the QMI one's going to be pretty cool with that bull. I did another one, actually, with the... Um, also, I think it's got another... It is another Damascus. I think it was the Russian stuff. Is it Zladinox? Zladinox or something? Oh, it's Zladinox, yeah. Yeah, Zlanox. it's another one of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's got the also orange pearl. Um, those are probably the two most memorable. Actually, Where do you get your steel from? The steel, actually, we've got quite a few shops here which are um, like knife making specific. So, I mean, we've got actually quite a few knife makers here. A lot of like um, hobbyists and stuff. So it's a big, in nice. well, not a big industry, but there's no shortage of pretty cool materials. Um, a lot of the fat carbon is available locally, um, so we get magnet cut, you can get no issue, M390 no issue, um, yeah, actually a lot of damaged steel is getting available here too, quite easily, and in smaller pieces, so you don't have to buy, previously you had to buy quite a big um, billet. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of material readily available. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I was just scrolling off of your Instagram and I saw like a kitchen knife that you made. So, like, that's very different from the stuff that you usually make, of course. So, oh yeah, um, I actually got another one on my desk because what's been on my desk for like five months as well. Um, I do like <laughs> making kitchen knives because obviously I use them so much. This one's actually oh yeah right. yeah. I'm, I actually want to do more. I actually wanted to do like a bit more of a um of a run of um, more of like an outdoorsy inspired kitchen knife. Oh, that'd be sick, dude. Like, yeah, oh, just yeah. make it super rugged, super tough. Because, um, I mean, there's a lot of kitchen knives for the kitchen, but there's not many, like, knives that you would take. I, mean, I don't know if you guys go, like, camping and, like, overlanding. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, every overlander needs a good knife, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh definitely. Sure. 
Yeah. So like a kind of combination kitchen knife and outdoors knife. So uh, like a camping kind of mix. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. Do really you, cool. Do you do a lot of fixed blades or just kind of when the, no, when the moment no, strikes? No, very, very few. Um, the only fixed blades I have to do are like um, tank kitchen knives like every now and again. I wish I did more because I really like to use them, but yeah. Huh. Okay. And I, I saw that you made a, a Bala song as well, so it seems like you've got a oh, the body song was, of stuff. Oh, uh, the yeah, Bali song was very, very cool. Very, very cool. I loved that. Um, a, ma- a friend of mine, his, his son loved it more than me, so he, I don't have the, <laughs> yeah, he, he still got it. <laughs> it <was laughs> the one night cool. I, I always really loved back, it was a really, really cool thing. And that's why I want to make another one. Um, Want to do another like a uh, dagger kind of style? Ooh, That'd be nice. super cool. I mean, the bodies, the bodies are just so. I mean, I know they're not pretty practical, but they're just so rad. Oh, for sure. Um, I guess this kind of brings us to to what we were talking about just now before the podcast recorded. But we were kind of talking about the knife laws in South Africa <laughs> and uh, what it's like to be a maker there because you, you also were kind of talking about how you have a lot of hobbyists there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, what's it like being a maker there and, like, what do you think the laws are like? Because we well, kind of discussed this before, but... Yeah, we discussed yeah. this. I, I mean, I didn't even know you read some of the laws to me and I was really shocked. <laughs> I couldn't believe we had those laws because, I mean... Yeah, I mean... TIA, this is Africa. You can just do what you want. <laughs> just don't get caught. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, if you found a cop that knew those laws, I'll be, I'll be so surprised. You'd blow my mind. <laughs> let, let me check, actually, if anyone's ever been arrested on, like, knife-related <laughs> um, knife crime. That, well, like, oh, yeah, oh, knife-related crime. crime. What? Jeez, you'll get a Google search would be too long. Um yeah, I mean, obviously, they'd probably arrest the criminal if they had a knife and they would arrest him. I don't know if you know those um, Okapis. Have you ever heard of those? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, the little big, Those are the yeah. most notorious things. Yeah, you used to buy them. Oh, for real? Oh. Yeah, because you could buy them in, like, um, almost any corner shop. They used to come in, like, those little blister packing. And I don't know how much yeah. they used to be, like, 30 rand, 40, 50 rand, which is what? Like, $3, $4, even less, maybe. Yeah. They were next to nothing, and <laughs> every decent criminal with their salt had a no copy. <laughs> nice. That's well. That's that's really interesting because if you had that problem in the uh, in the U.S. or like somewhere somewhere else, like the whole reason ballad songs are illegal, as far as I know, was because of gang association. Um, especially in Asia, like people kind of associated like ballad songs with. Um, like gangsters or whatever and even in the u.s you know and when you know they thought there was a lot of crime going on in in la vegas that kind of thing that's kind of why they they tried to ban it um so when it's really you say strange like, how i mean i'm interested when you say that they're like you know um Toby's going on about like um, automatic knives or whatever would be illegal like yeah yeah what, but like how would they know if that makes sense yeah like, okay Okay, yeah, yeah, this is the thing, because you probably haven't experienced it, but um, we kind of talked about this before, but so I used to be from Singapore where, the and now I'm in Australia, where the, the law is like extremely, extremely 
strict. Um, so there was once where I brought a bunch of knives over the border and they wanted me to prove that they weren't like spring-loaded. Uh, and so like, I just opened them with the flipper and like I used two hands or whatever, closed the, the liner lock. And the customs officer almost cut their own finger with like trying to close the blade. And so these are the people in charge of upholding the yeah the the regulations. The and so at the end, they just kind of took my word for it. I was like, there, there's no spring inside. Like, it, there's no resistance when I'm closing it. And so they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, sounds sounds about right. Um, and in the, uh, I was gonna say, just in the in the U.S., it's a little less likely that you're gonna get arrested for it. It's yeah. more if you break the law and then also happen to have yeah. something that they think oh, is okay. illegal, it gets kind of tacked on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to get stopped by a police officer because, you know, I've got a visible pocket clip. You know, they're not going to ask what I'm carrying. <laughs> but, you know, if I did something illegal and they pulled, you know, frisked me down and pulled out, you know, a four-inch microtech... <laughs> Oh, that probably, yeah. you know, that that would get me in, in additional trouble. Like it's like California specifically, right? It's it's completely legal to own balisongs, to own automatics, yeah. to own kind of but not whatever. Carry, right? You can't carry balisongs or automatics that are more than two inches, but you can carry any other kind of folding knife, except for in like LA, it has to be under three inches. And again, it's one of those like you know, just don't get caught kind of things. Um, but, you know, it, we do kind of think about it as a thing. Oh, yeah. So speaking of laws, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, so in South Africa, it's, uh, it's legal to carry a knife of any blade length if uh, the circumstances for carrying are found to be due to the pursuit of any lawful employment, duty, or activity, during participation in religious or cultural activities, law, sport, recreation, or entertainment, or legitimate collection. So basically anything except using it for self-defense, essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, the police superintendent also says it should not exceed 10 centimeters, um, which they also said take with a pinch of salt, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and then, um, however, there are a bunch of knives that are considered dangerous weapons, so they only have the intent to kill. So swords, bayonets, spears, uh, cattle prods, flick knives, which means they have a spring in them, daggers, uh, throwing stars. So they're legal to own, but you're not, not allowed to carry or use it for an unlawful purpose. So, so don't, don't break the law. <laughs> basically yeah just don't the law's okay until it's not and so, uh, also for yeah. those of us in the united states 10 centimeters is just about four inches about four inches yeah just a, yeah just so you know so the oh um so with the dangerous weapons so the ones that i listed uh it's not illegal to use as well you're you're allowed to use them but they're not allowed to be used uh to injure or disable a person to cause a person to fear that they will be injured or disabled or to be attacked. So, okay. um, I, I guess you can own a throwing star as long as you don't actually throw it at someone, I guess. <laughs> like, or try to hold up a bank with a throwing star. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't, <laughs> you don't make your, um, your intentions known, you're fine. So you can't carry it into a bank. You just can't uh, throw it at the, the bank teller. You're okay. Um... <laughs> So that's a little segue for South African law for our listeners. 
Um, anyways, back to the interview. <laughs> um, so, Ollie, um, I guess we were we, we kind of talked about like most of of your work. So, um, we want to take this time to ask. We usually like to ask our I guess if there's anyone they look up to, or like if they were to collab with a company or a person, uh, is there anyone they would really like to work with? So um, yeah, you can kind of talk a bit about that. Um, I'm not. I haven't really thought about collabs or, or working with anyone. To tell you the truth, actually, I mean, I, I would love to. I mean, when I look, when you think about looking up to people, I mean, obviously you look up. I think what um, what Gareth has done, obviously. You, but yeah I think he had a few issues back in the day but I mean what he's done now is absolutely incredible I mean when he posts a knife people go pretty wild um Rion Mansa have you seen any of his stuff uh I don't think so hold on let me check how do you spell his name um R I double A N yeah you got it and so, yeah, I think I got Mensa. it. I mean, his knives, if you're looking for smooth, are out of this world. Like, incredible. Yeah. Oh, three leg dog. Ah, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. three leg dog. Yeah, real Mensa. Sick. Yeah, yeah. I see his work all the time. It pops up on my Instagram feed. It's so clean. It's just like. Very cool. The, it's the, the smoothest knife I've ever handled in my life. I mean, you just. The blade looks at the floor Ooh. and it drops. Nice. Yeah, oh yeah, those look cool. very nice. Yeah, wow. I know they're like a staple on like blade gallery. Um, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Okay. So good. But yeah, actually, in the I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to or, but um, we've been trying to, or not trying, we are trying to do a lot of um, work to try to get like a production plonk out, um, which I think. Would be oh, nice. Um, it's not it's not as easy as I thought it would be, but but yeah, I was approached by another company um, last year, and I was quite tempted, but um, a few of the guys here who mentor me, but um, but yeah, they were we think well, the whole the original idea was to do it ourselves, so so yeah, I think just to do. Like a production plant would be pretty rad, like just a simple one, a simple harpoon or something like that. Um, yeah, we're still a way yeah. off, but, but yeah, we, we're on the way, so maybe that so will be a you, realistic cool. thing quite soon. So are you planning to do it like from the ground up, like uh, like on your own, or are you going to outsource to an already existing company for that? No, definitely outsource. Yeah, just, just trying Ooh. to get the CAD for me was hard enough, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> well was is there any like are you allowed to tell us what company you're kind of eyeing for this or is that like still private oh man it's just so early that i can't really disclose as we don't know yet um uh, as far okay. as i know is i mean like and everyone goes like oh china this china that but the chinese knives are almost so good oh yeah dude they're so they're, good they're, they're so good like they're almost too good they got like i wouldn't say soulless but like they're just perfect. Um, oh yeah, I believe they're, that they're there's quality. also. I heard that there's a company in Italy is also doing um, like OEM kind of production. Um, yes, there's a couple. Um, yeah, there's a couple yeah. Of decent ones now. Um, so yeah, like MKM with uh, is with like Bob Terzola. 
Uh, and Yen, Lion Seal, I think, yeah, is Steel through as well. MKM as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yen So, uh, I mean, that's yeah, like the nice. that's the distant project. Um, it's taken a bit longer than I thought it would, or a bit more work than I thought it would be. But yeah. Oh, that'd be sick, though. That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that would be cool because I'd really like to do like more interesting builds and obviously when you can focus on less but better knives making you know it'll be a lot cooler than rather than having to do like oh I need to buy beer this month so I've got to make oh, yeah. so many knives you know <laughs> what I mean um, yeah. so yeah that's the basic idea uh, interesting that's that would be that's a very interesting future like future yeah. endeavor you got there definitely yeah um i know you said there's a couple couple guys that you work with a lot are there any makers you know i know you talked about gareth bull are there any other like south african makers like thorburn or any of those guys that you've worked with before or talked to no not at all hey not at all i've hardly spoken to anyone i'm such a quiet little <laughs> person but yeah um no, hardly ever. I would like to go and see okay. Rion and, and go learn a, a couple tips and tricks from him. Um, oh, yeah. sick. Yeah, definitely. And I know you mentioned the, the knife guild. Like also, the another maker who, who absolutely I would love to go and visit is um, uh, Meads. Is it Neil's Meads? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, Meads. yeah. His work yeah. It's, just, it's just unbelievable. It's every person I knife today. I think he calls it the... Um, What's it the something with a fish, isn't it? A, um, let's see. Yeah, Meats is a cool guy. Uh, is, only oh, you're talking about the the one that's got like Mother of Pearl. Yes, he just posted it today for the I think a USN gathering or something. And it's the I mean the it's black just pearl swordfish. Exactly. Oh shit, the swordfish. Yo, the sword, what the yeah. hell is this? Yeah, Yo. hidden hardware. Yeah, his work is always so so pretty like it's so um dressy i especially i, 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 I love like the um the kind of old school aspect to some of his knives as well like the yeah i see that kind of I like a slip that. jointy but uh obviously a front flipper is like yeah i mean Ooh, his yeah, fit yeah, and yeah. finish just looks out of this world definitely yeah wow yeah i've only heard good things as well like really good things um, yeah, these are gorgeous. Yeah, do you have any plans for showing up to any blade shows or anything? Like blade show or like any even a small show in South Africa? Have you ever thought about doing that? Because I don't think you've ever. No, never. Kinda... I think this is the first yeah. time I've been talking to people before. So like knife people. Um, <laughs> no, no, I I really should. I'm just very shy. So, but I would love to do. Oh yeah. I, I mean, obviously, everyone wants to do blade show. Um, oh. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, like one of these shows, we can do that. I don't even think you need to have a table. Like just showing up, like bringing your stuff, just yeah. enjoying the the environment there. That'd be so cool. Like to have you oh, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Mert goes, but I know Vex does once in a while, and like I might be trying to go next year or the year after. Yeah, um, I've gone. I've gone once when I was living uh, living out there, and I might. I definitely might try to go again because Atlanta's not too hard to fly yeah. into, but. Really, I just go to the, the California Custom Knife Show is the main one out oh, yeah, here, yeah. which tends to be a lot of custom makers, and it's, a, it's always a good time. Unfortunately, Ollie's audio has cut out here due to internet issues on his side, so we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. Huge thanks to Ollie for hopping in on this episode, and uh, 
sorry for the cutout. Uh, oh, he just he just messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> Shit, this... I'm out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, all good, all good. Um, make sure to save the file. Okay, uh, I'm messaging him. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> assuming this is the end of the interview, <laughs> uh, I'll just uh, I'll talk us out, I guess. Um, yep. Well, uh, Ollie's inter- <laughs> internet seems to have died. Um, oh, he reached the maximum song length uh, and recording length on, uh, on GarageBand, so that may have been something. Um, but we uh, uh, just want to thank you guys all for listening. Um, to all of our patrons, thank you so much for giving us your hard-earned money so we can record this podcast and... Uh, We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Please keep emailing us, behindtheedgepod at gmail.com, and uh, keep on listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. See ya. <clears throat> Fucking idiots.